Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There's stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello from self-isolation zone. Yes, self-isolation, and I am home. Which means New Zealand. Yes, which I'm so happy about. It's been something that has been in the works for ages, basically, since my breakup. I wanted to just come home and have a refresh because London just felt, as everyone who's listened to the podcast would know, so intense and isolating and lonely. And I was like, so I'd been putting it off for ages. I was actually meant to come back in um, January, but I just kept feeling like I was running away from everything. And then with all this happening, I was like, okay, you've just got to go back now, even though I am isolating for two weeks completely by myself and then isolating for another two weeks now, because it's four weeks total, I would just much rather be home. Yeah, well, you got on, because we started tossing up, we both had parents on our respective phones kind of begging us to come home. Um, But you kind of got one of the last flights out of here. So what was that process of flying amid a pandemic like yeah well so basically I was tossing up for so long and it was stressing me out so much because I was like I don't want to fly back here and then maybe get stuck for months on end but then I just had to be like okay where would you feel more comfortable given like my current circumstances like I would definitely not have flown back if I was happy in London and was still with my boyfriend in, in a nice home that I like felt comfortable in but then yeah so then I woke up 
I on Saturday night, oh Friday night, I went to my friend's house and I was tossing it up, tossing it up. My mum kept being on the phone, as you guys heard last week, saying "come home." Um, and I woke up the next morning and I just burst into tears in my apartment. I was like, I physically cannot stay here. So I booked a flight and I was like, okay, just book one ASAP because you just have no idea what's going to happen. So I booked one for the next day at 1 p.m. So I booked it like with 24 hours notice basically. And then, yeah, packed up everything and went to the airport. It was way less stressful than I thought because there was absolutely no one at the airport. Um, And the plane was completely empty, which was so good because I was kind of worried about, you know, you worry that planes are going to be where you're going to pick it up. But it's not an airborne virus, so it would be basically if someone was sitting close to me who had it or if someone had touched the plane seat who had it and then I touched it. So Mm -hmm. I got on the plane and had a full row to myself. So I just – and, like, there wasn't even anyone in front of me or behind me. It was so good. And I think they'd done that on purpose where they just spread everyone out. Um. And so I wiped down the seats with antibacterial wipes like a psychopath. Very Naomi Campbell in business class of you. I know. And then I... Just quickly, there was a meme that did the rounds um, of Naomi Campbell. It was a photo of her coming out of an airport in the full face mask and this full kind of shawl situation. And Azealia Banks commented on it and said... Um, is this the aeroplane blanket? Because apparently they're really gross and they don't wash them properly. And she said, my own Burberry blanket, and I threw it in the bin afterwards. And someone found the exact blanket. It's a new season and it's $2,500. I know. And no, she didn't even say my own Burberry (laughs) blanket. She just said my own blanket. And then someone found that it was Burberry in two and a half grand. (laughs) And she threw it in the bin after one wear. She's so psycho. That was you. Yeah. So, yeah, then I I was just – because. Basically, I was so worried about coming home because New Zealand has barely any cases. And I was like, if I contribute to my beautiful country getting the fucking Mm. coronavirus, I will die. So that's why I was being super, super careful. And then, um, yeah, essentially wiped down everything I touched and then just kept using hand sanitizer the whole flight, even though I wasn't even touching anything new. Um, And then got off and my cute little sister picked me up from the airport and then drove me to where I'm self-isolating for two weeks, which is up in Lee. It's like the most beautiful place ever. Um, and I just hired this cute little one-bedroom, like, seaside cabin. Mm, I feel like this is where you're going to write your Pulitzer Prize winning coronavirus novel. I know. So, yeah, then I was kind of worried as well that I was worried about being alone here and getting really lonely because you have to do two weeks completely in isolation and then another two weeks after that now but I think it's just completely different to being completely alone in London because you're on the other side of the London of London I wouldn't have seen you I would have just been basically completely alone for two weeks in a house and whereas here it's a beautiful blue sky day I can see the hills and the sheep and it's just so nice and it's warm okay don't rub it in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the hot rays of sun on my back. I'm just over here shivering. Actually, it's it's kind of improved a little bit over here. And I don't mean to brag, but I saw a fox yesterday. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> the foxes, the wildlife is taking over because there's no humans on the streets. It was just walking around on the sidewalk like it owned the street. It was really cute. So cute. Yeah, I 
I landed and I was like so exhausted because I've been basically getting so stressed out about the trip and about coming home that I slept for 16 hours on the plane and then had a three hour nap when I arrived here and then I slept the entire night for 11 hours. That's amazing. But how good do you feel afterwards? I'm such a sleep junkie. I'm getting like turned on by all that sleep you've got. (laughs) My gosh. (laughs) But I just love it. I love hearing about people having long sleeps. I've been sleeping... 10 12 hours a night i have no reason to be i love sleep as well it's just the best you feel so amazing afterwards i think everyone's gonna breathe a collective sigh of i don't know relief (laughs) once it's all over shut up grace has had a few wines i've had a few white wines so maybe i'm getting a bit philosophical but i just you know i i do think everyone's freaking out and you have reason to freak out but i think after you've done up to a month of just sitting at home doing nothing you're going to feel very kind of r and r'd by the end i was just i even said to my mum when i landed here yesterday um i was talking to her on the phone and i burst into tears when i landed here and i was like i literally feel like i was on the verge of a breakdown in london with how just sad and intense it all felt after the breakup and then just all of the stress and the thought of like potentially not seeing people for months you just have feels incredibly unlucky like you <laughs> had a breakup during the kind of christmas new year rut and then you finally started coming out of the other side of it and then a global pa- global pandemic broke out which has kept you away from everyone yeah i think it would be easier or better if i had moved if I'd kind of figured out my living situation a bit more and if I'd moved into with friends afterwards or something, I think it's just so important being surrounded by people you know and love at this time, which sounds so obvious. But I was kind of like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm quite an independent person anyway. And then, so I just found a house with randoms and it was just really hard. Yeah. Onwards and upwards eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I know. September or something. Well, here it's got really intense. Boris Johnson announced last night a full countrywide shutdown of absolutely everything except supermarkets. You're allowed outside for one walk per day. It's pretty intense. We were saying before we recorded, it's so, so, so crazy what's happening. But at the same time, it just kind of doesn't feel that crazy day to day. Like you just kind of hunker down and get on with it. Yeah, it's the same here, but here it's for four weeks. And I'm pretty sure the UK is only for three. I think with New Zealand, we could actually stamp it out if you which i know it seems obvious if if there was that thing that you were just telling me about that we posted on after work drinks that if every single human being stood still in their place for 14 days the whole thing would be done Mm. i think new zealand because there's only 100 cases if everyone kind of does the social isolation thing it'll definitely be not here anymore the the biggest thing that people need to think about is that if you social isolate the sooner you do it, the sooner we can stop doing it. As yeah. obvious as that sounds. If everyone just does it now, we'll literally just not have to worry about it in a month's time. But yeah. because people are just not listening to it, that's why it's going to go on and on and on and on and turn into this crazy thing. And I also feel like people are doing just being tricky about it. Like they're kind of, everyone's like, oh, okay, we're, so, we're self-isolating, but then uh, people will drive around for dinner and they'll only have four people around for dinner or they'll have like six people around or whatever and then those people will go back to their houses or go to another friend's the next week. And it's just like, no, you literally can't do that. That You actually can't see anyone except the people you live with. 
have you been doing any sort of self-isolation activities in terms of exercise at home or watching special things? No, but I have recommendations from the plane. Mm-hmm. So I watched Honey Boy. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God, Grace. It is incredible. It's so good. I really wanted to see it as soon as I saw the trailer, but I just, I don't know if I missed it in the movies or it's the Shia LaBeouf. He wrote it about his own childhood, right? Yeah. So he wrote it about his, yeah, growing up as a child actor and his relationship with his dad, essentially. And he stars in it as well. It is just the most incredible film. I even kind of fell asleep or I like wasn't concentrating at the start and I went back and rewatched it. So I basically watched it <laughs> twice on the plane. It so You're like, good. it's the most incredible film. I fell asleep for the first 20 minutes, but... <laughs> no, because when I put it on, I had no idea that it was going to be really good. So I was just kind of not right. paying attention. And then I got hooked and had to go back and watch it again. Um, but yeah, it's about his life. And FKO Twigs is in it, so that must be where they met. Are they still a couple? Yeah. That's cute. Yeah, it's really cute. That's what we want to hear. And also, do you remember... I think it was last year where he did that weird interview with Kirsten Stewart. Mm-mm. Oh, so they did this, um, I think it was for Vulture and it was a video interview or video conversation thing. And it was supposed to be lighthearted. And then Kirsten Stewart was like saying something about being on film sets. And he basically got kind of deep and was like, that's the only place that I feel happy. I don't feel happy in real life. And I was like, when I watched it at the time, I was like, I don't get why people aren't, pulling this up as being kind of worrying what he's saying. And then Kirsten Stewart just kind of laughs it off and try and kind of makes a joke because she doesn't, she feels awkward and she's just the most awkward human. And then <laughs> um, that's it. And no one even ever mentioned it again. And I remember watching it and I was like, I, I'm worried about him. And then in this film, it talks a lot about how he was in rehab and how he's got um, yeah, mental health conditions and all of that. And so when I watched it and then remembered that interview and then thought about the fact that he's now like happily in love with FKA Twigs, it made me so happy. Yeah, that's nice. I definitely think so. Corey Feldman, who was a child actor in the 80s, who was in Stand By Me and a bunch of those like 80s kind of kids movies, he's got a documentary coming out soon and he's a bit of a lost cause now. He makes like crazy albums and things, but he's got a documentary coming out about the way Hollywood treats child actors and the abuse of child actors. And I think it's going to become a big talking point post Me Too that people aren't talking about yet. Because apparently the treatment of child actors in Hollywood is just fucking crazy. Well, even Reese Witherspoon, her new Vanity Fair cover story, she says they asked her something about, they literally asked her something about being a child actor and whether she thinks, I can't remember the exact question, but it was literally like whether it's okay to be a child actor. And she said that she was abused multiple times and that it wasn't an isolated incident and that it's not safe for children actors oh my god yeah i think it's going to become this huge talking point and we saw portrait of a lady on fire actually Mm. which is a nice little reco very french very blue is the warmest color that we went to see and loved and the actress in that has talked about the exact same thing as well so i think this is going to become more and more of a thing because you it, it is just like anecdotally a thing where so such a high proportion of, of famous child actors are obviously quite severely mentally unwell once they get into their 20s and 30s. Mm. This can't be a coincidence. I also watched Mickey and the Bear. I haven't heard of that. Oh, it's it's Camilla Marone's first movie. 
Ah, oh, tell me all. How was she? Mm, she's really good. She's a really good actress. So what's the what's the vibe of it? Is this like her breakout role? Yeah, it's her breakout role. Um, it's basically, it's funny because I watch Honey Boy and then I watch Mickey and the Bear and they're essentially basically the same movie about a kid's relationship with their father. So in Mickey and the Bear, um, she plays a high school kid, which is kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it so weird that she goes out with Leonardo DiCaprio and she's, she's still so young that she's playing high school kids. And she, her dad is addicted to opioids and he's a war veteran. And then he's kind of, he's just fucked. And so it's basically about her and his relationship. But it's, it's the movie itself. I mean, it was, it was good. It wasn't amazing, but her acting's really good. Yay. I'm stoked for her. And then I watched the final of The Handmaid's Tale, season three. Uh, I haven't watched any after season one. Haven't you? No, I just, I just read some like plot points for season two that made me feel really upset and then I, I just I didn't want to put myself through it <laughs> yeah it was pretty intense and I I dropped off I was watching it when I was in America kind of as it was coming out and then um I just dropped off before the last episode which is weird and so I watched that and it was it's just it's so good even though it's so mm. kind of intense and stressful I was like bawling my eyes out the whole finale because mm. it's so incredible she's amazing mm. well they're all amazing except nick i'm not a fan of him does he grow on you in the later seasons i thought he was really badly cast in the oh first he one. isn't even in them really oh good yeah and i started watching killing eve season two's i feel like it's not as good as season one but it's still great season two's the uh phoebe Waller-Bridge didn't write it you see that's me intuiting that she wasn't involved because it's not quite as good but it's still good um you haven't even mentioned seeing her i know i was thinking this the other day but um i went to this place that sells acai bowls which is very <laughs> la of me in notting hill grace is obsessed with them like you ordered i'm a late bloomer to acai bowls <laughs> I get really hung up on like singular things and can't stop thinking about them. I'll rewatch the same thing or listen to the same thing over and over again. And I got like that with this like very specific acai bowl at this location. Mm. Um, and it turns out that I was onto a very good thing because the last time I was there before everything in the whole city was shut, um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge walked in and had a orange juice next to me. <laughs> so good. It was crazy because I looked up and I saw her birthmark before I saw anything else. I freaked out when I saw her. I was trying really hard to play it cool. I was frantically messaging <laughs> Izzy on WhatsApp. It's a really small place. So but also I, the way that you messaged me, you said Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in, and then you said the name of the place. And I was like, I don't even understand what the fuck you're saying. It's called Juice Baby. <laughs> yeah, so you didn't say Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in the same room as me, or I just saw Phoebe Waller-Bridge, or oh my god, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is here. You're like, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in Juice Baby. And I thought you meant it was a new TV show or like something. I was like, what are you fucking saying to me? <laughs> and I tried to take a photo really discreetly. She looked amazing. She looked healthy and wealthy and <laughs> yes. relaxed. She looked like she's, she looked like she signed a $20 million Amazon deal. She like even if you knew nothing about her, you can tell this is a woman who signed a twenty million dollar Amazon deal. She mm -hmm. was glowing from the inside out. She was wearing a red vinyl trench coat with a little mini skirt. 
tights yes and a cute little shoe she was laughing really loudly i think she was there on some sort of business meeting i can hear her laughter lighting up the room with her laughter i was i was facing so directly to her that i was trying to look everywhere else to not look at her caught her eye a couple of times um what were the shoes were they like brogues I can't remember. I just was thinking that exact thing. I just cannot remember for the life of me. I know. Really annoying. But, um, yeah. Happier times. Yeah. Back in the good old days when we could leave the house and see Phoebe Waller Bridget Juice Baby. I know. I miss Juice Baby a lot. I bought their granola. Sorry. Well, we'll probably have to cut this because no one will care. But I've had a little portion of it every day to remind me of that great time in my life. I was saying to someone else about how you get obsessed with things. And I was like, she's fucking obsessed with these burritos beside the wing. And it is the bane of my existence because every single lunchtime, Grace will be like, burrito. And it's just from this disgusting chain restaurant that no one goes to. Yeah. And we have to get it every single lunch. This is what happened at Guzman. When I went vegan in like 2013... I had a Guzman mini vegetarian burrito, I think every single day for three months. This is why you went vegan and then you said that you, um, the doctor said that you couldn't be vegan anymore because you weren't getting your nutrients. (laughs) And it's not because of you being vegan, it's because all you ate were burritos, Grace. (laughs) Yeah, and then I come home and eat like a bowl of rice or something. (laughs) I've been doing, so yoga today... This is like a very un-me recommendation, but Yoga Today is online yoga classes and they're really good and they're really cheap and they're all filmed in these really picturesque locations like in the Rocky Mountains or in Alaska or in amazing places and you can do anything from 10 minutes up to 45 minutes. Mona Godfrey is my favourite instructor and easy way to get in a bit of exercise because otherwise you're stationary. I actually screenshot um, an article yesterday and there's a thing called Yoga with Adrian on YouTube and I think it's free. Okay, well, you've one-upped me there. And there's a yoga flow for every mood and need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work for her now. Easing anxiety, focusing on weight loss and unlocking creativity. And then also another thing, which because I'm going to – Basically, while I'm here, as what everyone in social isolation thinks is going to happen, I'm going to get so ripped and I'm going to read so many books and probably going to write a book and just work on myself and learn French. But yesterday, all I did was sleep. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about because I I think we should talk about the whole thing, which I think everyone's having, which is thinking of self-isolation as being the motivation to get really really thin or really really fit and it's not a bad motivation to have but I've seen all these great body positivity posts about saying don't beat yourself up if you're not working out every day or if you're eating too many snacks or you know you're not lazy or a bad person if you're not using this to get to your ideal body or whatever which is I I think was my first reaction I was like well now you've got no excuses you need to do 45 minutes of yoga and pilates every single day or what are you doing but I think that's a bad attitude to have yeah I think yeah I think it's like important to make sure you're probably moving your body feel mental health whether it's like going for a walk in the park each day just to get outside so you don't go crazy but yeah exactly there's no and and I think for people who have eating disorders 
or a history with eating disorders, it's probably a really hard time because your routine's thrown out. And I know that that's a huge one. Mm. Have you looked at um, Iskra Lawrence before on Instagram? No. She's such a legend. She's one of those people who I just heard about because she's been on the cover of Glamour and she's a body positive model and she's amazing. But she's so funny and so cool and her Instagram content's amazing. And I watched her TED Talk today and it was awesome. And she just talked about – there's this great bit where she was talking about going into a L.A. designer shop and trying on jeans. I was um, in L.A. with my boyfriend and we went shopping. So we went to the store and I saw these gorgeous designer jeans and I was like, okay, I'm going to treat myself. So the store associate's like, what size are you? And I said, mm, like a 12, I don't know what that is, maybe a 31. And she goes, well, the biggest size we have is this one and it's a 29, but it's so stretchy. It's definitely going to fit. Everyone fits in it. So I was like, okay. So I go into the changing room, which is the worst place in the world. A, it's claustrophobic as hell. It's usually hot. The lighting's from above. The mirror's just awful. And then it just feels like your inner demons are just there waiting to like pounce on you. So I'm in there with these jeans, and it's like me against the jeans. And I'm there, and I'm, I'm like, okay, it's not going well. And then she's shouting in, I bet they look so good. And I'm like, not yet, I'm getting there. <laughs> and I kind of got to here, and I was like, it's great, you're just gonna have to give up. And that's when it hit. I broke. That 15-year-old me came back and said, you're unworthy of being in these jeans. You're too big. What's wrong with you? Why can't you fit into the biggest pair of jeans in the store? And that's when I was like, come on, Iskra, come on, use that self-care, go, go, go. I brought out my gratitude list. And I want you all to start your own right now, tonight, because it saved me in that moment. Wow, okay, I'm on holiday. I have a real boyfriend who loves me at this size, so clearly that's good. Um, I'm in LA. I'm from England, that's awesome. Um, I'm healthy, I'm alive, I have clean water. And then I started to think, what the hell are these jeans right here, this piece of fabric trying to break me right now? These are not going to ruin my day. I refuse, flat out refuse to let this ruin how I feel about myself. I love her. So I think if you're looking for, I've been trying to follow lots of Instagram accounts that are really body positive and promoting that kind of image so I don't get too sucked up in the wayfish model thing Mm. so i encourage people to do that yeah that's good yeah because i think especially for me like coming home was such a thing that i wanted to do to feel refreshed and to feel revitalized and to get back to myself and to start being normal again which probably like obviously will happen because i'm even just feeling better already thank god and but exactly i don't want to beat myself up if i don't read all the books that i have here which is something that gets me I feel really I feel really dumb when I don't read a lot which as you know because I constantly say that to you but it's, it's just another form of pressure and that's the thing I've realized when you have um anxious thinking so yesterday I had a lot of work to do so I worked the whole day and worked till pretty late at night like 10 o'clock at night getting everything filed because deadlines had just happened to fall on this one day and then I was like tomorrow you have nothing really on apart from podcast recording you can just relax and I woke up feeling far more anxious today than I felt yesterday and it was because I didn't have stuff on Mm. I was like well what are you going to do today are you going to blah blah are you going to pitch are you going to read this are you going to write that are you going to email people you can't just not email people the economy is going to be bad but like my brain just started getting down this anxious wormhole because I didn't have stuff to do 
Mm. versus when I had a lot of stuff to do and I knew what I was doing, which is kind of crazy. So I can see this as you think when you have nothing on that you'll be relaxed. But if you're an anxious person, unfortunately, you just feel the void of relaxed time with just stress over nothing. I know. If you're not, if you're not careful. <laughs> it's so dumb. I know. We're going to be like, why didn't we learn French? We're so lazy. And it's like, it's just fine to have some downtime. Yeah. And even just on the topic of eating healthy, obviously it's good to try to eat healthy. But this morning I woke up and ate a chocolate biscuit for breakfast. Nice. You can't get choco. What are they called? Those ones that you introduced me to. What? Those amazing ones. Choco Liebitz or something. They have some crazy German name. Oh, yeah. They're so delicious. You cannot get those bad boys for love or money. I've been, we've been trying for weeks now. Zach's got a white chocolate version, which is just horrible. Oh, my God. I need to bring back Tim Tams. Yeah, you do. I love Tim Tams. What I was going to say is Chris Hemsworth's, very random, but Chris Hemsworth's fitness app center is free for six weeks as well. That's nice. Um, and you can sign up on the website because I downloaded the app, but you can't get it through there. So I went onto the website and signed up for that. And it's they do they have heaps of um, workouts that you don't need equipment for. And there's also Keep It Cleaner. They're doing free live workouts. And then um, what was the other one I was going to do? Oh, and then I always use, which I've mentioned before, the Nike Training Club app, which is just the best thing ever. Heaps of free workouts. I think Ballet Beautiful are doing some free ones as well. And did you see Scott Morrison try to talk about bar and he pronounced it in a really weird, embarrassing way? Why was he trying to talk about bar? He was just trying to do a little joke about, oh, just exercise at home, do yoga or Pilates or bar I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yuck. Yuck. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why did he do that? This is so fucking annoying. The only time I've liked Scott Morrison recently is when he was telling everyone off for hoarding. Oh, yeah, I know. Like, it was so good. He was like, just stop it. I don't know how else <laughs> to say it. Just stop it. I was like, agree. Yeah, I looked on Twitter and someone was like, Scott Morrison talking to boomers as if they're toddlers is like the content that I need in my life. <laughs> exactly. There's people lining up in New Zealand outside the gun shop. There's like lines outside the gun shop because everyone's trying to get weapons Izzy why is there a gun shop well yeah I'm not sure either I didn't even know that that was a thing for for hunting and stuff that's scary didn't Jacinda outlaw them all she outlawed um the ones that were the ones that were responsible for the terrorist attack like I think they were like machine guns or whatever far out but there's still you can still buy a gun for hunting or I don't know I was very confused about that, but I'm also like, why do you need a gun right now? I know, that's a bit scary. In England, I think everyone's adopted this kind of stiff upper lip situation, to quote a certain duchess, and everyone's just chilled the fuck out now. It feels like everything's relaxed, shopping is relaxed, there's no hoarding, everything's been restocked, Every you know. Yeah, I think here... um... It will literally be the worst day will be today because the four-week thing starts tonight. In Italy, they've had consecutive drops over the last three days now. And also I was reading um, a report in The Telegraph about Italy 
And it was saying that part of the reason, they're obviously having a huge issue there, but part of the reason the death rates are so high because they had something like 40,000 cases and like 5,000 deaths, whereas China had something like 100,000 cases and 3,000 deaths. So everyone was a bit confused as to why it was so concentrated in Italy. But apparently what's happening is it's striking hospitals where almost all the patients are really, 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 really sick, like terminal. But if there's coronavirus in the hospital, whatever you die off, it's being recorded as coronavirus. Right. Or say you get coronavirus, but you also had, I don't know, a stage three cancer or a a respiratory problem. Even if you died from that issue, but you had coronavirus at the time of death, your cause of death is still counted as coronavirus. So there's like a technicality which is making the numbers much higher in Italy. Right. There's also so many things that you just don't even think of. Like um, women who are about to give birth in, I think it's New York City, are now being told that their partners won't be able to come in to the delivery room or into the hospital. So New York is really scary right now. New York has 5% of the world's the entire world's coronavirus population are in yeah. New York. It's, New it's really, crazy. really bad. I was talking to my friend on the phone. Um, she's celebrating her 30th birthday, locked in an apartment. Um, and she said it's crazy outside as well. Like they've fully set up like the white tent things with people in masks everywhere and very, very hectic. And also New York would be the worst place. I know we complain about London, but New York would be the worst place to be locked inside. Worse than anywhere I can think of. Yeah, the apartments are bloody tiny. Yeah. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My, yesterday, one of my good friends tested positive for coronavirus um and she said that her only symptoms were like a loss of uh taste and smell and those are only two new symptoms that i think like three days ago were listed as being symptoms of coronavirus yeah right how is she feeling that's kind of scary so she felt i think she felt a little bit tired and then yeah she couldn't smell or taste anything and so she got tested and she has it it's lucky that she could get tested I know, because that's the thing, Um, even Greta Thunberg, so she is in Sweden, and she said that in Sweden it's the same as the UK, where you can't get tested unless you need to be hospitalised, and she was like, it's extremely likely I have COVID-19, but I can't say, I well, I can't get tested at all, but she had all the symptoms, it's like you. Her post was so funny, I was like, I should have done this, because it was this really cute selfie, and then the caption was the length of my arm, and it was like... 
at the end of the day, I probably have it, but I don't know. And I just want to share with the public. And I was like, same. Yeah. That's the thing because I said to someone, I was like, Grace has coronavirus. And then they went off at me for saying that you do because you can't get, because you can't get tested. And I was like, what the fuck else does she have? Yeah, exactly. I know, but this is what's crazy because it, it lasted like three days and, and I haven't had any symptoms since, but I probably had it. So I've just had to be crazy vigilant. Yeah. And someone, when I was on the plane, someone was, <laughs> everyone was so cute on the plane. They were, it was all like this real cute community vibe and everyone was being so nice to each other and chatty and friendly. Um, and this guy was talking to me and said that he, his friend had it. And then got tested again, and six days later, it was completely gone. So who knows how long it lasts, but I guess two weeks is just to be safe. To be safe, yeah. Apparently, it's nine days on surfaces until it completely dies off. Yeah, on surfaces, it's so annoying. I think plastic is the worst. Right. Another reason Mm. to get rid of plastic. I have to say, and this you may argue with me on this, but I've been kind of annoyed by a lot of the celebrity responses. I feel like I just think the whole thing. Okay, so Gal Gadot. Oh, yeah, that was very cringe. It was very noble, nice intentions, I'm aware. But this kind of super cut of super wealthy celebrities singing Imagine by John Lennon is probably the most cringeworthy <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. I know. But it's not just because it's like Diet Prada pulled out the fact that the only people who seem to be able to get tested at the moment is celebrities. I just think that these kind of things really highlight the gap between celebrities and real people. It's kind of like a gap that's really closed most of the time because we know they live in big houses and we know they have lots of money and have nice cars and are beautiful, but we kind of feel like they're relatable or something or like they're friends of ours and then something like this happens and how out of touch they are with real life just becomes this giant vacuum of a void and you're just like shut up like Matthew McConaughey did this Twitter thing (laughs) have you seen it no it's so bad he says something like you know every every red light changes to a green light eventually or something and i'm like you're worth what? 40 million dollars you live in a giant mansion self-isolation wouldn't even feel like a thing to you because you would have 15 different rooms you could go into i'm not saying that no celebrities have any problems i just think that it's a bit rich to have people who are in the one percent wealthiest people on the planet talk down to people who work in hospitality and have lost their jobs and have no earnings and who were forced to stay probably in tiny little apartments with seven people saying, you know, just come together, listen to John Lennon, <laughs> yeah. everything's yeah. going to be fine. I believe in humanity. I don't like some, sometimes. So when you said that you, they're annoying you, I agree with what you're saying. But then sometimes I just find it cute because I just think they're just trying to relate. <laughs> Or they're just trying to chat with people and kind of, and it would be really hard if you, I don't know, I I like look at them and I look at Bella Hadid who's trying to chat with everyone and tell everyone to stay home and she's trying to be helpful and she's making her TikTok videos and being like, I'm going crazy and it's day four and it's like, yes, you're in a fucking ridiculous mansion with a pool and you can go, you know, you can probably walk your property and it's a bloody hiking track um, and you've got horses and it's, and and so it's stupid, but then I also just find it kind of cute that they're just trying to help out. 
So some of them I find really, so for example, I know that the Instagram lives really irk you, but I have been loving the musicians who have been doing Instagram live concerts, which I know is something that has been annoying you. Oh no, I, that hasn't been annoying me. I watched James Blake's one as well. But that's like offering a service. That's different to sitting there saying, just stick it out, guys. Like that's you saying people have paid all this money to see me perform live and now they can't because of a global pandemic. I'm going to give them a free performance. That I really appreciate. I think that's great. <laughs> okay. I just, I, 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 there's nothing wrong with celebrities opening their mouths at times like this. I just think that they, you see them really struggling to do it well yeah and when they miss the mark it just comes across even the royals you know i was on the phone to my dad before and he was saying that kate middleton and prince william released a statement like we're thinking of you all and it just i know there's no right thing for them to say but it just you're in a castle in scotland with 64 rooms whilst the rest of the working population who are in construction and all these other like blue collar industries are worrying about how they're going to get food next week and are frantically trying to get government subsidies because they're not going to earn money for months i just it must it's a hard line to balance and i don't know what the answer is but you i feel like you're seeing celebrities try and fail a lot at the moment and it's a bit awkward to watch um a random celebrity who has really taken off during this global pandemic is jojo have you seen <laughs> no this is news to me she um she very present news yeah so she made a um she changed the lyrics to her hit single get out and made it about staying inside <laughs> get in yeah yeah and then recorded it and then everyone's been sharing it and then she went live with some i don't know other celebrity the other day and there were like thousands and thousands of people watching I love that. Jojo, come back when you even deserve. We deserve the return of Jojo. <laughs> yeah. What a bad... Both, both of her songs were bangers. <laughs> and then there was songs. something that happened... No, but there was something that happened with her where she... It was, it was like another record label drama, kind of like Kesha, where she couldn't release music for years and years and years and years. <sighs> the public's been yeah. robbed. Yeah, so it wasn't even that she hasn't written any other music. It was something about the rights to her music, and she she was stopped from recording for like a decade. That's sad. I don't know why I know all this about her. <laughs> <laughs> I did go out for drinks with her in LA, and she was, I was singing at gonna the table. say, yeah, you've got a bit of a six degrees of separation or one degree. Yeah. Let's argue about Taylor Swift and Kanye West again because that's flared up <laughs> unexpectedly. Yes. I know. So in case anyone has missed it, the full video call of Kanye West's conversation with Taylor Swift was leaked online. How did that happen, I wonder? Yeah, that's curious, let's say. Curious timing. There's nothing accidental in the world of Kardashians. Well, it didn't look good for the Kardashians. That's for sure. Well, I'm... mm, I don't get what's different about it to what we already knew. So, basically, Kim Kardashian only released two little clips, which made it sound like Kanye West was getting approval for the all of the lyrics in the song, basically. And then, and then when the song came out, Taylor Swift was like, 
I didn't know about it, which is a lie because they obviously talked on the phone. So she knew that the song was happening and she knew that she was going to be in it. But basically she was saying that she didn't know about the lyrics and made that bitch famous. And then this whole video call proves that she didn't know about that. And it's also pretty funny because it has Kanye West like completely sucking up to her on the phone. Yeah, right. So that looks bad for him because it just looks like he's, yeah. And he's, and basically she also says that she needs to think about it and she's not sure. And, um, yeah, and then he and then he doesn't include I Made the Bitch Famous. And then he said he was going to send her the full song to hear before it came out, and then he didn't do that. So there's things that Kim Kardashian had kind of made seem made Taylor seem like she knew about the whole thing and was lying, essentially. Right. Yeah. My thing has always been that, like, whether she knew all the lyrics or part of the lyrics, the way she carried on afterwards made it out like she knew nothing. So I just felt like that just looked a bit lame on her behalf to be, you know, whether she knew about I Made That Bitch Famous. I think saying I think me and Taylor might still have sex is, like, just as bad. I like it's not it's not like two lines where you're like, oh, obviously she'd be fine with that one and obviously she'd be angry at the other one. Like, I, I feel like it's kind of – she was kind of clutching at straws trying to differentiate the two is how I felt about it. Well, then – so then after that came out – Kanye West's over party started. I just felt like I I am on Taylor Swift's side of this because I just feel like since she was fucking 19 years old, she's been bullied by Kanye West, who was a grown adult. And I just feel like it's just fucking stupid. And even for him to put that in his song and then create that like doll that looked exactly like her, which is so fucking creepy for the video clip. It's just like leave her like leave her alone. That's how I feel about it. I just, I, I see it more as like he called out the Grammys being racist and it happened to be at her expense and then it became such a pop culture moment because people hate like pretty white girls being attacked. <laughs> so then, like I don't agree with what he did then. I do agree with what he did then actually. I don't agree with him having to like harm her enjoyment of her night in the process. Um but I, th- I think that he's just played on it because he's a publicity junkie and it's just the easiest way to get thing. I don't, I like, I don't feel like, I don't know. I just think she gives the illusion of being less powerful than she is. I th- would say that Taylor Swift is probably more powerful than Kanye West. But even he, um, when he was going to win whatever it was, some big MTV award a few years ago, he called her and asked her to present him the award. And was like, you know, it'd be funny. It'll be all fun and games. And now, you know, we'll trick everyone because they think we're still feuding, but we're not. And then you'll give me the award and it'll all be good. And so she accepted. And then she went on stage and presented him with the award. And then she was like hugging Kim Kardashian in the crowd as he was doing his speech. And then he just slammed her in the speech. and was horrible about her. Really? And she was just stand- yeah. And she I didn't was just know about and- that. What was that? Yeah. And she was just standing in the crowd being like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe I fell for it again. And then he did it again with Famous. He called her and was like, I'm going to say these lyrics. And then he said completely different lyrics. And then they released that video clip that they recorded illegally. I just am like, fuck off. He's such a nightmare. Even just, just, yeah, he's just such an annoying human being. Thinking he's literally Jesus. (laughs) I remember talking to Zach about it and he was like, um... I was playing whatever one of his really early albums in the car 
And he was like, you asked me why I don't like Kanye West. I don't like Kanye West because he did a song called Jesus Walks, which is about how he doesn't care if he doesn't sell records by talking about Jesus because that's how religious he is. And then six years later, he released an album called Jesus where he says, I am Jesus. <laughs> I know. I was like, Do you know how crazy that is? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> he does make good songs. Though. He makes bloody great songs. Give him that much. Let's talk about, which you sent me the link to, how there's a German Big Brother cast who just have no idea that this is going on, which I just love. I'm yeah, so jealous so now of they, them. Now they do. They yeah. were told on live TV. <laughs> like weeks after this all broke out. I feel like Germans are just... so chilled that they just would have been like, oh, yeah. This is the only time apart from September 11. That they've interrupted and told the cast of Big Brother what's going on in the outside world. Well, I remember when, which was absolutely horrible, and I hate bringing this up, uh, Angela Bowie, who's David Bowie's first wife, was on Celebrity Big Brother when he died, and she was told on camera, which is disgusting. Yeah, it was horrible. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was absolutely horrendous. I won't even watch that footage out of disgust. But, yeah, anyway... Holy shit, because I thought it was bad them even telling about the coronavirus on TV. Yeah, so what did, have you seen the footage or you've just heard that they've seen it? No, I've just heard. And my friend is filming Big Brother in Australia right now. I don't know what. Um, As a contestant? No, she's like, she's filming it. Right. She's... Uh, behind the scenes and they had yeah they had to tell the cast as well because it just gotten on for so long she was messaging us in the group chat being like we're gonna tell them tonight can i just say that i cannot believe that big brother is still going as a franchise i know like the, I think worst, for, the worst show i think it must have stopped for ages and it's just picked back up why i guess for things like this like no one has no contact with the outside world anymore yeah I feel like there's going to be some crazy, I feel like it would be interesting to watch people in social, in self-isolation, a show, kind of a big brothery show. Yeah. But flicking back and forwards between heaps of different people. I just think that Big Brother evolved to become Love Island because the only reason anyone actually watched Big Brother was to see who would hook up. Mm. And when people didn't, you were just so bored by them. So it just, you know. I can't remember Big Brother at all. I remember watching it when I was, I don't know how old I would have been, nine or ten years old when it was at its peak. (laughs) (laughs) It was so popular. I know. Mm. Maybe a bit older, like 11 or 12. Not high school. I feel like it wasn't a thing when I was in high school. On the opposite end of the spectrum is the whole thing about influencers and how influencers are reacting to and dealing with the COVID-19 virus, which is really fascinating to watch. And I feel like we're in the very early stages, but there's been kind of Ariel Charnas, who's a really massive blogger, got tested live on her stories. Oh my God, I saw that. But she got, tested, she got tested positive. So that, oh my God. Yes, yeah, so that kind of balanced out a lot of the criticism because then she actually had it and people are now saying that it's great that she brought awareness to the importance of self-isolation and has taught all her followers how serious it is. But there's been like, kind of like I talked about with the celebrities, everyone's kind of feeling their way through 
how to post in the COVID era. I know. I was even reading this um, British Vogue article the other day about how celebrities are now, oh, sorry, influencers are now charging for things such as to be part of their close friends list and things like that. Carolyn Colloway is um, offering the option to sign up for paid access to a close friends list. Yeah, so they, they pay a monthly fee of $2 to see close friends Instagram stories or $100 for exclusive content plus a monthly 25-minute FaceTime session. We should do that, Izzy, um, and record it so that Caroline's like a monthly guest on the podcast. Oh, my God, yeah. For Valentine's Day, she planned to share with her 419 close friends the details of her secret boyfriend. That's wild. No. I'm not surprised it's her who's taking this to the absolute most insane extreme it can go to. I know. But it doesn't make sense because, like, websites are putting up paywalls and then on Instagram, influencers just don't really make money apart from, from ads. Yeah, and ads just have such crazy low engagement for so many of them now that it's, like, figuring that out is difficult. It must be difficult. Like, I'm not going to throw the first stone about how you navigate being an influencer in this moment because it's really really hard I think on the one hand it's great that people with influence are going to use that influence to make their followers aware of how important things like self-isolating are and whatnot but Mm. then sometimes you see people post like a bikini selfie (laughs) then the caption is like stay inside because you're all gonna die and it's just it's so (laughs) diametrically opposed that you're like this is fucking insane it feels like a piece of performance art or something but I don't know what the answer is I know even it must just be so stressful for so many people so a girl I know is a model in London and now said that they're not gonna get work for at least like four months and then another friend who is an actor said that production is halted till at least September. So it's like you would just make absolutely no money. And I feel like I know a lot of people have, are probably in the same position and have lost their jobs, but it's just pretty crazy. Like th- this must be a huge, this is definitely going to be a huge economic crisis. Yeah, I think so too. And this is why there's been a lot of really great initiatives from local Australian and New Zealand um, fashion brands, which we're speaking to because that's the industry that we work in, but uh, who are kind of coming up with creative ways in terms of encouraging people to still get dressed up every day and like post selfies of what they're wearing or to kind of embrace like the loungewear situation and um, embrace that because it's going to have a huge impact on designers, like food spaces, bars, all these kind of boutique localized businesses it's worth like kind of keeping in mind the fact that like when you're buying things day to day that you're not really thinking about that's what's keeping them afloat and all of a sudden that's Mm. kind of shifted and it's difficult because everyone's worrying about work so it's tone deaf to be like just go out and spend money whatever like it's it's not that it's just kind of trying to find a system that works for you and makes you feel comfortable that also allows these businesses to kind of keep running yeah yeah it's pretty crazy because i guess me buying loungewear right now is like the last thing i would think of doing but i guess because we're freelancers so we're worried about money more than someone who's just kept a full-time job and doesn't have to stress yeah exactly and you're probably thinking well this is you know not my top priority but at the same time these are businesses that we love that we support all through the year 
and you it's just about it's just about thinking about your consumption habits and how your shifting consumption habits at this point in time will be affecting the businesses that you normally support mm. you know because the money we're still going to be pouring money into our like Netflix subscriptions and Amazon Prime subscriptions and like all of the things that just come out of our account without us thinking they're also like the businesses that could most weather a storm like this yeah exactly you know what i mean and like the smaller businesses that we buy when we're feeling comfortable in terms of going out to dinner at a local restaurant or buying like a local fashion designer or whatever they're the first things that will kind of cut out which ends up having this kind of messed up push-on effect so i don't know but it's just worth kind of thinking about god i wonder how long it's going to go on for yeah also um i was reading today that a whole bunch of um cinemas starting with universal are letting you buy like brand new movies that are showing at cinemas and watch them from home I was thinking about that because I was thinking about all the new movies. Like even that misbehavior movie that I love came out right before this happened. So obviously no one's going to go to the cinemas and see it. Yes. And it'll be deemed a flop. So this article I read in the um, the Times magazine was saying that it started with Universal. So movies like Emma and The Invisible Man and The Hunted or whatever it's called, Hunters, um, are all available. to You can buy them online and watch them at home. They cost around $20 to watch, which I know sounds like a lot, but if there's more than one of you, even one, it's like the price of one movie ticket. Mm. If there's more than one of you, it's a bargain. Um, And obviously you have all your own food and stuff, so you're saving money. So really it's pretty good pricing and more and more and more. Um, Either individual cinemas or distribution companies are doing that. So it's like a great way to support the film industry as well. Go on and watch some like... Same. I'm like going and watch some. Um, I remember when I used to work at Dendi, which is like a boutique cinema in Sydney. Um, that some of the guys who worked there, they if they were really lazy and they illegally streamed a movie that was out at the cinema, they would go online and buy a ticket to it. So they still oh, like gave the, the industry the money for it, but they just wouldn't actually physically go to the cinema. So I feel like, yeah, like vote with your wallets on supporting like female directed movies or. I was even thinking, um, I was going to tell you on Emirates, they have um, a female directors category in the movie section, which is so cute. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. And both the movies I watch, it, I watch um, Mickey and the Bear and Honey Boy both had female directors. That's know. awesome. There must be so many people in this by themselves as well. Yeah, how are you feeling? Because I've read a lot of really great pieces about combating loneliness, but how are you actually feeling? Well, it hasn't been very long. Yeah. Like, at all. So, I feel fine. And I... Yeah, I I was worried about... I was really worried about London, because I felt super lonely there by myself. But here, I think it just feels a lot different being home. And even my friend lives just down the road, and she can't come inside. But she just dropped food off... And we talked out the window for 20 minutes and had coffees. Um, so I'm kind of lucky in that respect. But I don't know. Maybe next week I'll have a better update. Mm. That'll be a week. That'll be a week of me being basically by myself. I just want to try and really focus the time on, yeah, reading and like just chilling and just watching movies and having a big chill. Because I do love spending time alone. I just haven't been doing it a lot lately at all because I've been trying to distract myself so much. 
and keep busy. So I think it'll be really good and kind of what I need. I needed a global pandemic to slow down. I think that as well. I think that it's really important that I know we're starting to feel like it might be like this forever, but it won't be like this forever. And I think people should really try and see the silver lining of this self-isolation shutdown, not of the pandemic, um, but of the self-isolation as being like this very, very rare opportunity that we kind of never, ever, ever get to just rest up and sleep and read and just do things that make us feel kind of happy. This will be over before a lot of people know it and we'll look back at that time and think, why didn't we just grab it by the balls and really, really enjoy it? I just want to look today. I have already banged out most of my work. And after this, I'm literally just going to read the book on the deck in the sun. Gorge. Which will be nice. Gorgy. Do a few Google Hangouts with your pals, you know. And that's what, that's the other thing I'm doing. I'm uh, limiting it to one FaceTime a day. So I don't exhaust all my friends. So yesterday I talked to my friend Lauren for two and a half hours. And then today I've talked to you. So that's that and then tomorrow i'm gonna call my friend julia who's in la (laughs) when am i scheduled in again for another chat uh who knows a week's time yeah to the next podcast podcast. (laughs) (laughs) okay shall we wrap it up let's wrap it up thank you for listening everyone we let you off the hook last week but we're gonna pester you this week please rate review and subscribe um tell a bunch of friends jump on the aforementioned google hangouts and tell everyone to listen to after work drinks one thing mm-hmm. you can do during isolation is listen to lots of podcasts so and they could also you could also make it a thing where you listen to after work drinks every like thursday night with a wine so it actually is a bit of a going out activity yeah exactly it's basically like socializing with people <laughs> yeah so do it and we love yeah. you all. We hope you're all keeping safe and healthy and sane. Um, join our Facebook group, After Work Drinks Podcast. We're going to create a few threads about reading recommendation and watching recommendations and just tips from everyone. And it's just a really nice little place to be. And follow us on Instagram too. And we will see you next week. And we love you. Bye. Bye. talk to me to tell me how we're gonna get through this together hope you know that when it's late night hold on to my pillow tight and wonder why you're still going outside i never thought corona could be such a nasty bitch but now that she's here boy all i want is for you to use common sense stay right now
late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.